Hey everybody, it's John at Ubaldi Reports, the podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on everything that goes on in America, whether domestically or internationally, and there's a lot to discuss. I think we just want to jump right into it and discuss what happened last night at the New Hampshire um, primary, where Donald Trump won, beat out Nikki Haley. Um, I don't see an end put it, they probably put it as Trump beats a woman in New Hampshire. Probably that way. And then Joe Biden on the Democratic side, he the name wasn't on the ballot, but he had write-ins, so he actually beat, I think, the, the candidate, other candidate from Minnesota was Congressman Dean Phillips, which was expected, but he was write-in. So now this the race goes to South Carolina and Nevada, and I think that's in about a week. So if Nikki Haley can't win South um, Carolina because she was the governor of that state... Should you bail it now? Um... It all depends. I don't know where she's at on the fundraising, but I think it's almost. Well, I mean, a, wouldn't her fundraisers kind of see this as a lost cause? It, I, it, it was like the whole the whole course of me not watching the debates <laughs> is because why am I going to watch somebody running for second place? Exactly, but I think Sanders it's dropped out. Yeah, but it's going to come out. down to she's going to hang on until South Carolina. Do you think he's going to pick a VP between DeSantis or Ramaswamy, or is he going to no, go? No, I don't think. Off? I think he's going to go female. If um. If it was me, Marjorie Taylor Green. I would pick. I know what Ray said. He was. He would pick a female because that person could um, at least identify with suburban women, which she she struggled on, which she struggles with. I would pick Elise Stefanik of New York's New York State. Well, what about? I mean, but, Trump does have a very high support of. Like, there's a lot of women that are pro Trump. I think it's, I mean, I don't know why they're pro-Trump. It could be economic reasons. It could be a variety of things. But the reason I pick Elise Stefanik, she was very, she's very sharp. She is a mother. Her, um, with a very, is a young child. I think her child was born in 2021. So she has an infant. So she can identify what uh, mothers go through. What's her husband do? Um, I think her husband is... I want to say something in investments or like um, a financial. Like a ranch hand husband. I want like some dude that's what, like a farmer. Good luck on that. That ain't going to happen in this lifetime well, on anybody. Farmer sex. They do, There's but. A TV show about it, John. John, what about Sarah Sanders? Sarah Huckabee Sanders yeah, of Arkansas? Really mm-hmm. she Possibly. She Possibly. But yeah. she's from Arkansas. Arkansas is going to go Republican. And she's from the South. Yeah, I think cool. to, bal- to balance it out. I think they, somebody coming from a different region could balance Trump out. And Huckabee is a very, uh, or, uh, what's his name, John Huckabee? No, Sarah Suckabee. Uh, no, no, no. I know the father? Father. John That's um, Huckabee, what the heck is this from? Really, he's, a very, he's a very big supporter of, of Trump. Correct, well. so correct. I, can, I mean, I can definitely see that there. Yeah, I just think uh, Elise Stefanik would be the better choice. A good question came up because you had a prediction of saying that, like halfway, like during the summer, they're going to announce Michelle Obama. Correct. Uh, I'm still holding to that. Okay, and I know you are, but a lot of things, and I've, I've, I've heard this discussion recently, but a big question is coming up is, what's her qualifications? Well, the Just thing... Well, that's a okay. You can run for president? But see, but if you look at the qualifications for president, it's really very simple. What? 35 years old, an American citizen. You have to be born in America have lived in the country for the last 10 years. You couldn't just come back from a, lived abroad and then come back. You have to live in the, the country for 10 years, 35 years of age, and 
born in America, and that's basically it. There really is no qualifications beyond that. We're the only two qualified for president in this room right now. I just want you to know that. Five years. <laughs> Five years. But oh, I mean, but man. but see, but that really the reason I go with Michelle Obama is there are some like um, you got David Axelrod who was the um, political advisor to Barack Obama and others are saying Biden, you need to drop out because if their poll his poll numbers for the one latest one was from ABC was thirty one percent. Usually, when a president running for re-election is below fifty percent, there's that's a very tough election. You got a president down in the thirties. That's a really a mark for a disaster. So, John, I have a question. Um, so, pretty much, we're gearing up for this election, and it looks like uh, the you know major major industries are gearing towards a Trump victory. Um, I think they're they're gear, they're looking at Trump being the next president. I mean, you know, after the disastrous August Green New Green New Deal um, presentation in Congress. Um, and auto, the, the auto industry is mainly what I'm talking about between GM and Ford uh, backing out entirely of the electronic. Uh, because they can't, if they've lost billions of dollars. Are we going to start seeing other industries start leaning towards, okay, we're prepping for Trump to get in because of how disastrous the last four years? No, I, I, I think people, you're starting to see it now. You'll really see an avalanche happen midsummer. If it's really looking like that Joe Biden is very, very vulnerable on a lot of key issues. Because if you look at every major issue that Americans are concerned about, immigration now out of New Hampshire was the biggest issue. Biden is down in the 20s. The economy and inflation, Biden is in the upper 20s, low 30s. Crime, every major issue that Americans are concerned about, Biden is underwater. So come midsummer. If it looks like he's just under, you know, really tanking in the polls, and then you look at key demographics like we discussed earlier, but prior to this podcast, African Americans, um, Jewish voters, Hispanic voters, Asian voters, the there he is dropped precipitously, and that could still doom for the down ticket ballot candidates like U.S. Senate, because this is a very favorable season. Election cycle for Republicans um, in the uh, in the Senate. Another question is: Is this going to finally open the Democratic voters' eyes and finally may unite to the right after seeing what the illegal immigration has done? Where you know um, it really has shot themselves in the foot um, after signing those sanctuary cities. So are the are the residents? And, and our populations in the cities, are they opening their eyes and realizing what they've done is a mistake? And will they side with the Republican Party? Because we've seen the mass invasion at the border. We've seen a massive problem. And now we're even seeing Texas disobeying a Supreme Court order. And they're actually continuing to put barbed wire up because they're being actively invaded, right? So, so go I want to kind of hop on that. And I don't think... As much as we want to see the two parties unite, I don't think it's going to happen because the media is still going to be driving that wedge. And if not, it's just going to be the Democrats versus the Republicans in Congress. And that's where I think the division is starting. But see, but, but a lot of people will, like, like, but like he was saying, a lot of people are kind of like seeing, maybe possibly seeing the error of their ways. Uh, I think maybe when it comes to like Texas leading by example, it's just the states taking back. Okay, now the first thing is a couple things on those 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 answers you gave and the questions you asked. 
The Supreme Court ruled against Texas, and a lot of conservatives were up in arms because uh, John Roberts, the chief justice, sided with the liberal um, on the court, and so did Amy, uh, Amy Comey Barrett. She sided, and a lot of people were furious over her. The reasons why they did it, and I can only speculate, but my reasoning is this. They wanted balance to get back. Texas can't take over immigration issues. That's a federal issue. Even though the federal government has failed disastrously on this, they wanted, hey, states, you have to stay in your lane, just like they ruled in previous decisions. The federal government, the presidency, you can't make the executive agencies, you can't make or write laws like the ATF or the EPA. You have to get, that has to be done in the Congress. Now, when it comes to illegal immigration or um, um, immigration, that's a federal issue. Congress needs to do its job. Now, the president keeps saying, and Corinne Jean-Pierre keeps saying, that we've submitted a comprehensive immigration reform packages. That's BS, and that's a bold-faced lie. And if the media would have just read, which I doubt they did, the president's plan or bill, I did read it, there was nothing in it about border enforcement. There was nothing in it about the, um, hold on, it, about the point of origin. It was everything to process more. When you have the border czar, Kamala Harris, the vice president, said we need to do a pathway to citizenship, that would solve the problem. That would be an utter disaster. Now, going back to these Democratic voters, people are looking at this as a Democrat-Republican issue. Most Americans are not political. I'm probably one of the few people you probably know who reads, bleeds, reads this stuff. Most Americans hate politics. The only time they get involved in it when it comes into this election, like a presidential election. But what people are seeing, like what you're seeing, these Democratic strongholds in Chicago, they're seeing all these illegal immigrants coming into Chicago, getting resources that they're not getting, housing, food, health care, education, and they're pulling their kids out to put these kids in. So you're seeing a lot of Democrats are like, well, what are we getting out of this? Now they're really opening their eyes to what's going on in their communities, like Chicago. 80% of minority children can't read or do math to grade level. They got massive crimes. You see city after city is losing key stores that are provide jobs for the community because of the crime issue. So there's a question, but right before the question, don't forget that the VA is also assisting the illegal And that's another one. The senator from Montana has submitted an investigation. But continuing on to a question, Beach Baby 226 said, don't states have the right to protect themselves and their citizens? They do. But when it comes to defending issues of regarding immigration, that is a federal issue because that deals with a foreign country. And the Supreme Court, I understand the the the, um, the anger there. That, but these the justices said they want to bring balance, push the federal government. You're dealing, you need to do what's your job. But Congress, you also need to deal with your job. Now, Democrats like Chuck Schumer blaming Republicans for not accepting anything. All they've done is, you want to make a pathway to citizenship. You want to process more. What's this, this, what's the, where's the, the policy to keep these citizens in their home country? Is it up to the United States, like Denver? There's a hospital in Denver, came out a report last week. They had spent $130 million on health care for illegal immigrants. But they're turning away Americans. California just passed a law 
took effect on January 1st that all illegals can get Medi-Cal for health, for their health care. So this is a draw. They're getting all these benefits. So why wouldn't you come to America? But this is where the federal government has failed. And the Biden administration and every Democrat owns this issue. So I want to go back on what Ray was saying prior to the question. was saying that is our VA volunteering the money that's supposed to be going to us to, or is the president or is that cabinet saying, hey, see this money we're supposed to give you? We're going to give it to Well, them. Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa, she wants information regarding that. And then I know you said, I think it was, it was a senator from, uh, I don't know if it was John Tester. But the question is, they want to find out, is money being diverted from the VA to give to migrant, I mean, illegal immigrants health care for health? I don't know. Some of us don't have money. But, see, but these are issues that need to be addressed. Like all these immigrant kids are coming in. They have to be educated. That means they're going to have to be put into these uh, school systems and they need money. So where is this money coming from? That's the angst people have. They see the government, like in Chicago, Brandon Johnson can't find money here, but he can find money for all these migrant, all these uh, illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, every Democrat owns this. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, every Democrat because... Even Joe Manchin, who's trying to run as an independent, he didn't do much to stop this. Uh, the senators from Arizona, they could have easily, when it was a 50-50 Senate, they could have stopped everything the Biden administration does until you stop and start enforcing the border laws. He, he overturned everything Donald Trump did. And this is where you got. We got 300,000 plus came across in December. And we'll probably make more get more of that this month. Well, is Trump just going to, like, after Trump's inaugurated or, like, hey, congratulations, you're president, is he just going to walk back into the Oval Office and undo what Biden did? He can. um, Before he goes to his parade? He can do, you know, he can't, he would have to get inaugurated first and swear the oath before he could. But all he has to do is all the executive orders that Biden did Go go away. But. Would he get pushed back on that like he did um, trying to get rid of some of Obama's executive orders? He can, the, the only way that can be overturned is Congress has to overturn it. I'm not sure if it's a two-thirds vote, but he can overturn every executive order. That's why we rule now by executive order. Next president comes in, can take, keep it or repeal it. Or if you, Congress can come in and do its job. But the other le- the legislation that was passed... The way you can change that is you have to pass legislation to change that. Like an example, um, whoever becomes president in 2025, after this, the Trump tax cuts of 2017 go away December 31st, um, 2025. So he, can reinstate those. he has to go back to Congress to get it reinstated. Okay. So that means the wealthy get a pay cut because remember... In the, uh, the tax cut of 2017, the wealthy, or the top 1%, as Democrats likes to say, they cannot re- deduct the SALT taxes, state and local taxes. Like if you live in California, I can deduct my state and local taxes. You can only deduct the $10,000. That all goes away. Now they conduct 100% of their SALT tax. So they get a tax cut. Everybody else gets a tax increase. So there's a... 
Yeah, so there's a lot of things Trump can do, but this is a very favorable election season for Republicans because you have a lot of Democratic senators in red states up for re-election, and one of them is John Tester in um, Montana. But he didn't do anything to stop the illegal immigration wave when there was a 50-50 Senate. If he would have said, I'm not going to vote on, or I'm going to put a halt on all um, cabinet, I mean, all uh, presidential appointments, or stop anything Donald Trump, I mean, all uh, Joe Biden has done. He voted for everything Biden has wanted. A lot of, all these Democrats did. So, so Beach Baby came back and said, didn't Trump just request the law to be followed regarding immigration? Well, yeah, he said the law that he set up had the lowest number of illegals cross the U.S. southern border. And all the first thing that Joe Biden did is overturn everything that Joe um, Donald Trump did. And this is where we're at right now. The remaining Mexico, they loosened up the asylum laws and everything like that. But you've got to stop these states and these sanctuary cities from giving all these illegal immigrant benefits. Brian, 4848, the question is, why are those four states so high in taxes in the first place? The four states you mean, the like California, New York, Illinois type, those states, is, that's what I think he's referring to? Okay, the reason is because they believe that the wealthy aren't paying their fair share and they give out all these lucrative benefits to everybody. So they basically, if you like California as an example, Illinois is the same way, New York's the same way. You can raise, give them a trillion dollars, but they'll spend two trillion. But why aren't they understanding that you can tax them as much as you want? You can tax them 100%. All they're going to do is take whatever that is, turn it around, and tax the... Because, because they don't feel the ramifications of their own ideology. The middle class are. Yeah. California's lost almost seven, eight 800,000 people have left over the last couple of years. But you can only understand that it's hurting the, their own But people. see, they don't well, see it. But why? But why? Okay, but, but you got to remember, <laughs> it's not that... Understand. I'm like, here's me, Joe. I don't have a degree in... Nothing. But if you but look, like, okay. But here's a, but, but Joe, here's a point. If you live in this bubble, and like a lot of these wealthy progressives, they give, they donate money to these Democrats, but they don't live. They don't, but they don't shop where you shop. They don't go to Costco. They don't go to Target. They don't go to Walmart. They, their kids don't go to public school. They go to private school. Then you look at almost every Democratic politician. They don't work in the private sector. They hone their skills in the public sector. The government gives them money. The government gives them things. So if you never had to earn that outside of government, you don't know what it's like. Donald Trump was, I mean, as much as people bemoan the guy, he's the first president that actually built something. He didn't just, he wasn't a media guy. He wasn't a internet or, or a... Um, politician. Not just a politician, but he wasn't somebody in... A, a, a business that never built something. He actually builds things. He's one of those rare billionaires that built built something. If you look at the top billionaires in America, it's like Microsoft, Jeff Bezos. These are all industries that never built anything. It's all through the internet, tech, new technology. Donald Trump goes back to a, the days of the Carnegies and the Rockefellers, mm -hmm. building something. So if you look at the, the politicians, the last president who was run for president, who was a business guy, was Jimmy Carter. He owned a farm. And before that, it was Harry Truman. 
None of these Democrats have ever done anything. And if they did, they were lawyers. Here on forward, are we going to see more business uh, people? Are we going to see more business people as, like, going for president? Like, Elon Musk and... It depends, because people... Because, right. I mean, that's kind of like... You would think making billions of dollars is enough for you, but now they're like, I want to run a country. But see, the thing is, the, the problem with that is a lot of people, good people, don't go into politics because look where we're at right now. If I decide to run for politics at this high level, everybody just bail, rails on you. They attack you. They, they look at your family. They look at your children. Look how they do, look at one person said about Barron Trump when he was like 14 or I think it was like 12. Or you know, but twelve or thirty, he said yeah. we got to grab and Baron Trump and um, throw him in. A, yeah, or throw him in a jail with uh, child molesters. These are the things. That, I mean, why would you subjugate your children to that way? What happens if it was flipped? What if somebody said, "I'm going to take the Obama children and throw them into cages with child molesters"? How would people react? We already have that list. And it's all Democrats. But I mean, but it's, <laughs> but see, the point is, look how they, look how the, the vile nature is like, and um, there was a Senate debate in California, Adam Schiff, who was the big protagonist against Trump when he was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, one of the moderators asked him a question. You kept saying that you had all this Russian collusion, if it was in plain view, it's plain as day, but you've never submitted one iota of evidence to back up your claims. What about the uh, the January 6th committee uh, deleting like 100 files? Exactly. How all many the officers were there undercover? Well, but here's the other part with that. How many, they, they use the word insurrection like repeatedly. Nobody's, even the ones who stormed in the, ca no one's been charged with insurrection. What about the Palestinian well, actually, I do, have, I, do I, talk, I remember talking about this with Ray a, a few uh, days ago was that there's constant what you would think or call insurrections happening at the Capitol daily, but they can't give any like weight to those because if they did, it would definitely undermine the insurrection or what they or, but what about But what about the Democrats who did... The, there were riots prior to Donald Trump taking the inauguration. Sure. You had... We were at the inauguration. Okay, but what... <laughs> there was a building, someone blew up, almost blew up the White House Chuck. with Clinton in it. No, but, but here's the point is in 2020, remember the riots across the, the country. You had a sitting... She's now the sitting vice president was encouraging people to go to... Excuse me. Go to her website to donate to the riot fund. Yeah. You had aides to pre then candidate uh, Joe Biden donate money to pay for this. You had a Portland uh, federal building was under siege for like ninety days. How many police officers were killed? Here, here's the picture that we experienced out. Yeah. that's real life. That's that's actually at the inauguration. Yeah. So, but you have <laughs> a lot of these things. But I mean. So the question is, like I, like I said, on the, I did a radio show this morning, and when Joe Biden said that Donald Trump's a threat to democracy, a federal judge um, did an opinion, said Joe Biden forced by threatening them to censor every American what they see, hear, and read on what was they, he deemed disinformation. He's the one that put a disinformation board embedded into the federal government to limit what a censor Americans. He's the, the worst president since John Adams 
who did the Alien and Sedition Act in 1798 on censoring Americans. So who's the, what about the Democrats who are always, they don't like where the Supreme Court, like some conservatives don't like what the Supreme Court did with immigration. But the conservatives aren't saying we need to pack the Supreme Court with more good conservatives. Mm -hmm. Democrats talk about that. Democrats also talk about adding. I hope they're like, no, but well, we can now pack the Supreme Court and all of a sudden like, hey, Trump, come on in. Yeah, <laughs> but, see, but, like, but see, but think about it. We all joke about it, but think. When you're saying they don't rule my way, let's change the rules. Let's pack the court. They don't like the way the election goes, so let's nationalize the voting laws to reflect that, put our people in charge. They don't like that the filibuster was used, and when the Republicans controlled the Senate, they loved the filibuster. Now that they don't control the, um, the Senate, Democrats want to abolish it. And you're seeing this stuff across the country. we got five minutes left, and I don't think this is going to take too long. Are Democrats single-handedly trying to destroy this country? The progressive, the progr I mean, I'm not going to. And why? I'm no, gonna, not going to. I'm not going to paint every Democrat. The progressive wing of the Democratic Party, who has most of the voice, they despise everything this country stands for. They really do. And they have no sense of of responsibility. They want to realter America, change its fabric. No values, no traditions, no nothing. But why are they, why, why? why because they, they look why at... Why are people voting for them to, go, to do this? Because they look at, because they look at America as irredeemable. Mm -hmm. Everything around the world is America's fault. And they believe they want to change it. They want to change every institution. The only institution they can't change right now is the Supreme Court. And because if they get the Democrats win the presidency and they keep the Senate and get more senators and they take the House, they have the potential to do that. Hmm. So you got to ask. Then they could, they force the media to do their bidding, and the media does their bidding like laptops. Well, and again, why is the media complicit on something that well, will eventually? It's like I'm giving you a loaded gun with the safety off. And but I'm like, don't shoot yourself. Okay, Here but, you go. But here's an example. Look what the media they right now. Look at the media. No, they don't. Okay, Joe, look at the media right now. Take CNN. CNN had to move out of its iconic building to their old building where they started. Okay. Right now, CNN, they, they for this one-week period, they, you, know where they, you know where they were ranked? They were behind the History Channel. They were behind, I think, TV Land. And they were behind a fundamentalist Christian religious uh, Damn, program. Everything they hate. <laughs> so now the L.A. Times, they're laying off reporters and journalists. Mm -hmm. Look at the new um, Sports Illustrated. When I was a kid, everybody who liked sports waited for that Sports Illustrated magazine to come out. Yeah, they're done. Everybody, but they went. They went to this progressive unjournalistic ethics where they just reported innuendos, half-truths, or fake news, or they wrote using AI. They, when you go to the LA Times, they just threw 50% of their readership. You guys are racist and fascist, so we're only going to cater to this 50%, and no one reads it. So no we, one goes to that We stuff. talk about our, our business, that what we're doing here moderately, but one of our business models is to go in to another company and take not necessarily take it over, but kind of put our moniker over it, and then we just kind of keep it existing. So now I'm just seeing in my head right now, All American Gunslingers presents Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. 
But even but but going back, (laughs) (laughs) but here but here's the point. No D's. But Joe, in all seriousness, when they when I went to Sports Illustrated as a kid, I read all the analysis of sports, basketball, football. I was a big baseball fan, so anytime a baseball thing came out, I was reading it. Yeah, you get all the analysis. Nobody goes to that because they got into that woke ideology. CNN, CNN used to be one of the top leading uh, uh, cable news outlets. It was 24-7. It was heartbreaking news. Nobody goes to them anymore because it's just one-sided. You get this echo chamber of rant against America, or they didn't even like, they would even, they refused to play the the victory speech by Donald Trump in um, New Hampshire and in Rachel Maddow's cut out because he's putting out lies. Well, who determines that? Yeah. So I did want to go. So the University of Wisconsin have this thing that when you go into the university, when you're like a freshman, oh, yeah. you go in there, you have to do net, one, denounce your whiteness. And two, that you have to denounce or you cannot be colorblind. And colorblind was once a thing like, I don't see color. I don't see, you know, this person as what their stereotype but but then they say well because you're denouncing your colorblindness or if you admit that you or if you're admitting that you're colorblind then you're not seeing your own whiteness no jonathan said that in english right? uh, yeah <laughs> but joe jonathan turley wrote about that today he's a constitutional scholar from george washington yeah what you said is you go to the university of wisconsin if you're white you're always going to be a racist and if you're black, you can say whites are the most evil people, but you can never be racist. And you were like, excuse me? Yeah. But see, this is the problem people are having. Just be, So you're saying, no matter what I can do, I'm always racist. It's like, hi, I'm Tom, and I'm a racist. Hi, Tom. <laughs> hi, Tom. <laughs> but you see, know? <laughs> this is what people are getting tired of. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. I know we joke about it, but this uh, is what people are tired of. Yes. <laughs> They're tired of it. I'm sick and tired of being saying I'm a racist because I'm white. I think I think we're actually so tired of it. We've just re- um, gone back to just joking like about it. Because I mean, so tired of but it. here's like, an example. Okay, if we're okay, how do I prove you to you I'm not racist? I tell you I bring out all my black and Hispanic friends. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you don't adhere to their ideology, or their viewpoint, you're a racist, you're a fascist. Even if you are a minority, you don't hear to that. I Something's like wrong. I like it. Hold well, on, hold on. Brian 4848 came up with the He's a problem solver. Just identify as a minority, make the university prove it. And you know what? Elizabeth Warren is a testament to that. By yeah. identifying <laughs> as an Indian and going through college, and nobody here and nobody up there even questioned it and even charged her, done nothing about it. So, so congratulations, boys. Not only are we a disabled veteran-owned business, we're a minority veteran disabled-owned business. But even on all that stuff, they, they look at things in their world, but they're doing more harm to minorities. Like all these, like, all these um, cities, 80% of minorities can't read. Look at the, pres- the former president of Harvard. She makes nine hundred thousand dollars. How many people? How about reducing that number, that, that salary, so more people can go to Harvard? Well, how about not paying somebody that plagiarized? A exactly. Lot of work? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. 
How can they go ahead and get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and definitely TikTok. So I appreciate all the comments. I'm not certain everybody's supposed to agree with us, but just want to get the get this stuff out so you can take it where you want. But before we sign off, now we'll do this again next Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. But I want to turn things over to... Ray, I mean Ray. I mean Joe and Ray, so they can talk about all American gunslingers and what they're at with that. Okay, so um, Ray, Cody, Sarek, myself, we're the owners, and then we have John, we have Gage, and we have Greg. Uh, are all coming together. We're going to be opening up this gun shop very soon. And if you hear this, go to our Facebook page, listen. And you can put this in the Facebook page. If you're listening here, you go to our Facebook page and listen. We're opening up around President's Day. Okay? So. That's what we're saying. So if you're listening, that's when we're opening. And you can put it in the Facebook page. But I doubt you will. <laughs> that is an attempted date. We make no promises. We just make very... very oh, it, it'll be open whether it's legal or not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> The ATF's not listening. Oh, right. <laughs> no, it just stays on the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that the ATF and the county can hear that we're so this, this is all satire, and we're not serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that holds up. So again, <laughs> but Jesus. they're going to try to open on President's Day, but till then... You should have heard the stuff I was saying when you guys weren't here. <laughs> but it's, okay, but until then, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back on the air with Ubaldi Report. So till then... Keep listening to Ubaldi reports. Okay, let's see what we got.